Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Liz Schuler is the president of the 57 Union 12.5 member AFL-CIO, which, by the way, I'm a member uh, after us, so, you know, I pay my dues and vote and all of that, too, so... Uh, and and so I guess I could say Happy Labor Day. Um, let me start with a a, a news item. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, um, the a U.S. federal judge ordered uh, had a, a ordered uh, Starbucks to reinstate. I think it was at least seven employees who were illegally fired from their Memphis store uh, earlier uh, this year. What is the significance of that? Well, Joe, thank you so much for having me on the show, and happy Labor Day to you. And I think the Starbucks workers are a prime example of workers are fed up, they're fired up, and they're not going to take it anymore. And so we're seeing young people, um, you know, people at the community level finding their power and coming together collectively to organize a union. And the companies don't like it. <laughs> Corporations see unions as an obstacle um, because it gives workers a voice. It gives them more power to demand um, better working conditions and fair schedules and better pay. Uh, so Starbucks got what it deserved because they've been using a lot of anti-union uh, consulting firms, spending millions and millions of dollars trying to deny workers their voice. And the National Labor Relations Board said, you can't do that. It's illegal, and we're not going to stand for it. And can can labor depend, at least it appears in this case, <clears throat> on the, on the uh, NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, uh, in the way it has in the past? Well, the National Labor Relations Board is a sleepy agency. I don't think most people in this country even know what it is, but basically – it's the, um, the board that is in charge of enforcing the law of the United States, which, which says that people have the right to form unions. That's the law of the land. And most people, when they try to form a union, face incredible intimidation, harassment, and in most cases, they get fired because the companies will do everything they can to stop that unionization effort from happening. So the NLRB, thankfully, is standing up for workers and has people running the agency that are actually um, doing what the law intended, which was to protect workers' rights and uh, to enforce the law. So, yes, at this moment, we have um, folks in charge that are actually paying attention to what workers need and what they're demanding. Now, are we seeing more, uh, and I think I have the right question here, are we seeing more union busting going on now that's different than organizing uh unions and but union busting was a problem for quite a while well that's right and you know the more workers are standing up and making their voices heard the more companies are looking for ways to to fight them and to prevent them from having uh, a say in their workplaces and so they hire um, you know, big law firms and consultants who come in and do what we call captive audience meetings. And we've seen this at Amazon when workers came together um, to organize there, uh, where they give them, you know, they bring them into a room and they 
talk about how the union's going to take their money and that the unions are, you know, a bad thing for business. And sometimes it actually has a counterintuitive effect that they go through all the things that unions are going to try to do, and it ends up reinforcing uh-huh. the need for unions. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but it is they a multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry right. Um, right. that, unfortunately, has taken hold in the United States. And 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 that's the other point. These these multi-billion-dollar corporations, uh, uh, Madam President, is they they have the money, the resources. Unions don't. People think they do, but they don't, do they? They, I mean, you can't compete in a way. Well, that's right. And people forget that unions, while we're an organization, we're an organization of working people. We have, you know, 12 and a half million workers paying dues money, you know, sometimes 10, 20, 30 dollars a month to uh, make sure that we have contracts that we can negotiate that increase their wages, protect their health care benefits, negotiate for retirement security. And so the funding of the organization really is just simply uh, a way for working people themselves to come together and have more power. Because we know if you sit across the table from your boss by yourself, you're not going to have a fair shot at getting a better (laughs) pathway to uh, a good career. Uh, But when we band together collectively, that's when we can balance the scales. And when you see corporate CEO pay off the charts, um, you heard we just did a study. It's 324 to 1 is the ratio. Wow. Um, You think about CEOs making that kind of money. Um, and, And what workers sacrificed during the pandemic to make these companies profitable, and yet they can't share in the profits fairly with their workers to give them just, you know, meager raises to keep up with inflation. Why do you think, and Liz uh, Schuler is, is the president, uh, matter of fact, the first a woman to hold that position uh, in, in with the AFL-CIO, what do, what, what's, what do you think, or what are young people telling you why they are very pro-union now? And when, you know, you know, we went through a period of time, uh, and I'm telling my age, uh, I've, 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 I've known a lot of the AFL-CIO presidents, worked for Sweeney uh, when, when I, as a matter of fact, I, a lot of people don't know this, That's I was great. the political director for SEIU. Um, wow. Uh, and uh, um, under Sweeney at the time, and I think Dick Kortz was the uh, secretary treasurer uh, of the union. But but at the time, there weren't a lot of, you know, unions were on the downside. And now a, a, SEIU was a very big union. But why, why, what's, what do you think is happening with this generation of young people who seem to now rediscover the significance of organizing a union at Starbucks, Amazon, that, uh, companies like that? Well, it is incredible, let me tell you, to be um, in the labor movement in this moment where we're seeing people rising up and taking charge. And most of them are young people, as you said. Um, 77% of young people are in favor of unions. Wow, wait a minute, 77%? It's it's the latest Gallup poll has uh, the public approving of unions at 68% approval, but among young people under the age of 35, it's 77%. So they're incredibly pro-union, I believe, because they are so 
civically minded. They're, um, they work, uh, you know, they know the power of collective action and coming together collectively as, as a generation. Um, they've also been on the short end of the sticks. As far as this economy, they've gone through, um, you know, come of age during the last recession. Uh, they've seen the economy not working for them with having to work, you know, one, two, and three jobs just to make ends meet. And they're tired of it. Uh, they know that they can do better and they want to do better. And they're finally seeing that joining a union actually empowers them. So connecting those dots. Um, and so what we're seeing on, uh, you know, all these emerging industries with young people is they're fired up and they're not going to take it anymore. And so um, for the first time in a long time, people are turning to unions to make the change that they're so desperate for. Is this ha- schedules. Is this happening uh, through uh, uh, across all regions of the country? Uh, because there was a time where, uh, you know, I would go down, speak, and help uh, go to union lines on, in South, like Alabama and Mississippi. Uh, do you see it happening, the support for unions uh, nationwide? Absolutely. It is in every state, in every zip code, um, in okay. across industries. Okay. What's been so fascinating is a lot of people thought, oh, it would be impossible for um, folks to join a union in a retail setting like an Apple store where there's technology and, you know, a lot of, um, you know, highly educated and skilled uh, folks who work in technology wouldn't be interested in a union because a lot of people think unions are just for you know, industries that are so-called blue-collar, right? But that is absolutely not the case. That mm-hmm. young people at REI, for for example, we just had an, another victory in uh, California. Um, uh, Trader Joe's and Chipotle, <laughs> um, the retail setting is the ones, you know, the workers are seeing the most need because they've been on the front lines of this pandemic in a customer service environment. And they're seeing toxic work environments with, you know, customers who are fed up and not treating them well. Management who is, you know, bringing forward unpredictable and untenable scheduling. Um, Their wages and benefits are insecure. Uh, So they see coming together in a union as a path forward. And it's really exciting. Even video game developers and and in the cannabis industry, universities and museums, um, it's really happening all across the economy. Uh, let me uh, finally go to uh, the plans that labor have for uh, November 8th um, in, in terms of getting out the vote, voter registration. Uh, what are what are the plans that the AFL-CIO has to, in place? We are very busy already out in the field. We see our job as being out in the communities, mobilizing people not only to educate them on the issues, but to protect the vote because we know uh, what happened in the last election and, you know, the forces at play that are looking to restrict people's right to vote. Um, So we see ourselves as, um, you know, that that army of foot soldiers out in the community, um, you know, knocking on doors, making phone calls, um, really getting to the face-to-face interactions and conversations because, as you know, Joe, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, People are on social media. uh, I call it the Facebook bubble, um, sometimes not getting their news from any other sources. And the only way we can often break through 
with trusted information is to have those face-to-face, one-on-one conversations. And that's what the labor movement was built on, is workers talking to workers, um, bringing an issues-based lens to our politics, and and really being community organizers um, out there on the ground. So we have big plans. We're, We're focused mainly on nine battleground states, but we run uh, an, an issue-based uh, approach to politics in every state in the country. And finally, let me give you a chance uh, to deliver, uh, at least in part, to, to my audience here on SiriusXM, um, your message on this uh, on this Labor Day. I mean, what do you want to my my listeners to understand about the labor movement that we haven't talked about? Well, this is an exciting time to be um, in the labor movement, and I would just encourage people to think about the power of collective action. If you're out there working in your job, you've been working, you know, as most people do, with too little in the way of resources and having more work than you can handle. I think that's the experience of most people right now, especially coming out of the pandemic, that we have the power to collectively change that and write the next chapter of what work is going to look like in this country. And the way we do that is through the power of unions and um, coming together uh, to amplify our voices and um, make sure that, you know, this labor movement, as we change with the way work is changing in the future, that we want to be the place where people come together and, and we're that bold um, innovative, um, you know, inclusive organization that really can rebalance the scales of this economy. So I look forward to uh, working together with, you know, community partners and allies and progressive organizations because we are powerful. When we come together and we're firing on all cylinders, we are powerful and we can be the change that this country so, so sorely needs. Ms. Shula, we'll leave it at that. I, again, thank you. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, we, we often cross paths at different sessions and, and conferences, but uh, I, I appreciate your leadership, and, and please send my best to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, Clayola Brown and, and Fred Redman. I've known them for longer than I think we all want to say, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. We're, and, and, we're, go ahead. We're so grateful to you, Joe, and thank you for your leadership and being such a true friend to the labor movement. Yeah, and thank you, and happy uh, Labor Day, and and then uh, we'll we'll uh, all be working together on uh, mobilizing the vote between now and and November eighth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get to work. Okay, Liz. Thank you so much. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.